0: Welcome, friends. I'm Rev. Tim Earhart, and this is Daily Bible Reflections for December 11, 2023. Today's Old Testament lesson is from Isaiah chapter 26, verses 7 to 15. The Righteous and the Wicked The path of the righteous is level. You, the upright one, make the way of the righteous smooth. Yes, Lord, walking in the way of your laws, we wait for you. Your name and renown are the desire of our hearts. My soul yearns for you in the night. In the morning, my spirit longs for you. When your judgments come upon the earth, the people of the world learn righteousness. But when grace is shown to the wicked, they do not learn righteousness. Even in a land of uprightness, they go on doing evil and do not regard the majesty of the Lord. Lord, your hand is lifted high, but they do not see it. Let them see your zeal for your people and be put to shame. Let the fire reserved for your enemies consume them. Lord, you establish peace for us. All that we have accomplished, you have done for us. Lord, our God, other lords besides you have ruled over us, but your name alone do we honor. They are now dead. They live no more. Their spirits do not rise. You punished them and brought them to ruin. You wiped out all memory of them. You have enlarged the nation, Lord. You have enlarged the nation. You have gained glory for yourself. You have extended all the borders of the land. New International Version. Within the Bible, there are really only two sorts of people, the righteous and the wicked. Repeatedly throughout scripture, we are told that God attends to the needs, hopes, and prayers of the righteous, and conversely, God is opposed to the unjust practices and oppressive acts of the wicked. The righteous are people who are attentive to God's law and trust God with all their hearts, whole mind, and strength. For the righteous, God will make a way where there seems to be no way. If there is a mountain obstructing the way of the righteous, They believe the Lord will flatten it. And if it isn't flattened immediately, the righteous patiently wait, seeking to be obedient and full of faith until it happens. The world learns about life, faith, and the divine through these postures of living by righteous persons. The exception to this is the wicked. They learn nothing. The wicked could see a mountain level before their very eyes, and refuse to see or acknowledge the power of God behind it. All this is to say that the truly righteous persons among us stand out like a sore thumb to the prevailing wickedness of the world. Thus, the wicked would like to see them leveled instead of a mountain. So the wicked persons among us are committed to lies, half-truths, injustice, and even violence. They'll use any practice that would knock down the righteous and advance the wicked person's agenda. Yes, yet in making this distinction between the two groups of people, we need to be very careful. Because whenever we group people, there is always the danger of assuming that the righteous are always righteous and the wicked always wicked, as if the righteous could never do anything wrong, nor the wicked ever do anything right and just. However, the reality is that we don't live in a completely black and white world. There is a lot of gray. The world is far more complex than our simplistic categories of good and bad. This is why it can be so maddening to try and navigate this world each and every day. So when we speak of the righteous and the wicked let's have some clarity and understanding of the basic patterns of a person's or a group's life. Biblically, the righteous are righteous, not because they are intensely moral and always actively obedient, but because the basic orientation of their lives is committed to communing and relating to the God of the universe. And the wicked are wicked, not because they are belligerent and bullying, but because the general direction of their lives is continually bent inward to serve their own interests and ignore the divine. Therefore, the righteous have the foundational characteristics of yearning for God and pursuing the Lord with all their energy. They desire a meaningful relationship with God that gives shape to to their plans and purposes for living. The righteous, as a general pattern of living, find their ultimate longings in life through belonging to God. They seek divine interventions for everything, and deeply desire the divine presence to envelop them and surround the world with love, mercy, and justice. Along with the psalmist, the righteous say, I ask only one thing, Lord. Let me live in your house every day of my life to see how wonderful you are and to pray in your temple. Psalm 27.4 Like a deer drinking from a stream, I reach out to you, my God. My soul thirsts for the living God. Where can I go to meet with him? Psalm 42.1-2 As long as I have God, I don't need anyone else in heaven or on earth psalm 73:25. in contrast to these heartfelt longings the wicked are dense and obtuse they fail to see the beauty in any of this their end will be precisely what they have wanted throughout life to be left alone and have space away from god altogether which is the classic definition of hell But the righteous will also have their desires fulfilled and shall experience peace and right relations forever with God. How then shall we live? Blessed is the person who does not follow the advice of wicked people, take the path of sinners, or join the company of mockers. Rather, he delights in the teachings of the Lord and reflects on his teachings day and night. He is like a tree planted beside streams, a tree that produces fruit in season, and whose leaves do not wither. He succeeds in everything he does. Wicked people are not like that, instead they are like husks that the wind blows away. That is why wicked people will not be able to stand in the judgment, and sinners will not be able to stand where righteous people gather. Lord knows the way of the righteous people, but the way of wicked people will end. Psalm 1. Amen.